Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Emma Gunn Show. I'm so excited. It's time for another Ask Me Anything. And I thought I could just answer your questions into the microphone and have a jolly old time doing this by myself. But why do that when I'm having a fun a fun day with my brother? We're having a brother and sister bonding day. So Gavin, <laughs> say hello, Gavin. Hello, Gavin. There you go. <laughs> See, knew I was going to do that. Yeah. That's such a 1980s late it night, is. like two Ronnie's joke. But anyway, that's fine. Um, my brother and I are having a fun day. And I said, would you help me do this episode of the podcast? So he is going to ask the questions and um, hopefully ask any supplementary questions within those questions that anyone may have had. It's just like being on question time. Yes, yes. Oh, you watch it far... Well, you watch it, I don't. (laughs) No, it's nothing like being on question time. Okay, great. So that's a good start. So we've cleared that up. So Gavin, for the... Just to put you into context, you have been spoken about previously on this podcast... Have I? Once or twice. Well, because you did the artwork. I did the artwork, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and um, the original incarnation of the, the artwork included the uh, since-removed phrase, uh, Gavin Gunnar-Wardner Productions presents... Oh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the gun show. Mm. Um, and it, that f- one got rejected. That one didn't get well, accepted. I think it, it had was, something. It was, it was Gunnar-Wardner twice. It was mm. just a bit wordy. It was a bit long. Um the other co-presenter is going to be a bit miffed about this, I think, that you've got some much bigger role than he's had. Well, I think he'll get over it. Yeah, he will. Um, so, ask me anything. This is something that's come up in the Facebook group. If you're not a member of the Facebook group, it's so easy to join. The link is in the show notes, which you will find on Apple Podcasts, emmaguns.com and Acast, and wherever it is that you might be streaming or downloading this podcast. Click that link, ask to join. I'll approve you. And then all the fun is happening. There's a huge group of us having good old chats and debates in there. So please do join. So with that in mind, Gavin, do you want to start off? Right. Okay. The first question is from Livia and she says, I have two because I'm ever so inquisitive. That's good, isn't it? We like inquisitive. There we go. Two questions. Um, What do you feel is the biggest misconception about what you do and or what do you wish people would talk more about? And then she says, and I think last time around I had suggested any of the Tim Ferriss tribe of mentors questions. So you might have three questions there. Yes. No. Well, we've got, yes, let's break down the first two mm-hmm. and then we'll go into tribe of mentors. So what do you feel is the biggest misconception about what you do? I wasn't sure about what that meant. Gavin, do you have an interpretation? Um, as a podcaster, as a beauty journalist, as a... I think there's an element of both there. Mm-hmm. Um, but possibly about podcasting because it's a sort of fairly new thing or it's, it's one of the newer forms of media. So I think people are interested in what does it actually involve. 
For That's example, true. sorry, Joe Rogan's always saying to everyone, go and start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And people are thinking, yeah, okay, but what does that, what does that mean? When, how do I do it? So, mm. Well, Joe Rogan is someone you put me onto. And then I also listened to Kevin Smith, the writer and director. And he also says, everyone, start a podcast. If you would listen to it, make it. Um, the podcasting thing's really interesting, though. And I don't think I've told you this yet, because in our fun day, it just hasn't come up <laughs> so far. But um, I've been interviewing people or chatting to people on the show now for two and a half years and now there are brands that are like oh this is really interesting in the way that they did with YouTube and they're like oh we quite like this but then every time I speak to somebody from a not every time actually that's unfair but quite a few times recently people have said oh I'm really scared I'm really scared about this oh what do I do what do I do what do I do and I'm sort of pitching it at the moment between it's somewhere between a YouTube video and just being recorded on tape Mm. and where as for years as a journalist I take a dictaphone into my meetings and I capture the audio and then I lift quotes but this is actually publishing the whole conversation Mm. so it is interesting to your point that it is new and so there is a little bit of what's it really about like what do you what do you actually do and how does this work yeah, so what would you say in response to Olivia's question? Do you think people do you think people have conceptions about what it is you do? And um because I say is it literally just two people sit down with a tape recorder and have a conversation? I may guess maybe they're asking, um perhaps Olivia's asking, is it is it uh, is there do you sit down with an agenda? Like you maybe come up with a list of ten things you're gonna talk about and Oh, so uh yeah, basically I write down and they're always very colourful. In fact I might have one in my bag that you can look at, which obviously on an audio medium is not fair, but for the purposes of Gavin's entertainment, that's what... The clipboard, okay. The clipboard, and then I section off, so the person's name goes in the middle, Mm -hmm. and then I write in different colours, like the various avenues I would like to go down, and then I always chat to the guest beforehand and say, "It's it's not an interview per se, it's a conversation. These are the areas that strike me as being something that would be of interest are you happy with that and then we just go from there hmm. so yes do we sit down and have a a com- conversation yes is it scripted no is there an agenda kind of but only to really have a really good positive conversation that the listeners will enjoy I always say I want to create inspiring content that's information rich but also entertaining and I like to call that infotainment <laughs> <laughs> is he going to do entertainment 720? 720 yes oh dear parks and recreation reference for anyone who's uh, into that yeah apologies Livia if I've misinterpreted your question there but that's one thing I would have wanted to ask okay cool um, and the second question what do you wish people would talk more about um, I think it's something that people are talking a lot about right now which is mental health which, um, but I, it's a double-edged sword. We were just talking about this before we started recording. There are many things in life that are a double-edged sword. And while it's great that there are some brilliant conversations about mental health happening, there's also some, there's always an unhelpful narrative somewhere. But in the main, I like the fact that it's okay to say you're not okay these days. And I mean, my experiences, my, my severe experience with anxiety and depression are in the recent past, And even then, I didn't, when I was having anxiety attacks in that hallway, I didn't understand what they were. Whereas I think if I was experiencing my first one now, 
I would have a lot more resources at my fingertips. I'd literally be able to Google, am I having an anxiety mm. attack? And I'd be able, able to find a resource that I related to, which is, you know, it wouldn't just be a wiki how on this is what an anxiety attack feels like. You know, I've had conversations with Sam Chapman on here and uh, Chloe Brotheridge and Jules von Hepp, loads of people about what anxiety and depression feels like. And it feels it feels that more and more of that's happening. And I think it's really good to be able to say there's nothing wrong with you. You might actually be anxious or you might actually be depressed. And there are lots of different ways that you can um, handle that. You can go and see your GP and you can look at getting a prescription or you can look at other non-tablet related solutions. So I'm really pleased that people are talking about that and something that we've also been talking about today, which is fasting. Mm. I think I think the idea of, um, and you can help me unpick this because this is new information today, the fact that fasting seems to have nothing but good benefits for the body, yeah. like massive implications, positive implications on health mm. generally. And yet the predominant message, predominant message, did I say that right? Yeah. Is to consume, to consume, to consume, to pleasure or no no yeah <laughs> food is a source of pleasure as in look at this you will have fun if you eat this i'm not going to mention because... any brand names obviously but you know <laughs> this product or whatever and well it's just because i was listening to joe rogan the other day and he was calling it mouth pleasure and obviously there's like a double <laughs> entendre there yeah, which um, i'm sure he was well aware of of course he was because he's a filthy boy <laughs> um but uh, i just called joe rogan a filthy boy he's gonna put me in a headlock um <laughs> hopefully no that's a joke so things like that, I think, well, there's lots of, con when there's a massive message to consume, but actually something that we could all do that would make us healthier is to stop consuming within reason. That I think is quite interesting. And I'd like to learn more about that. Hmm. Well, I mean, on those two things, the first thing I think, as you mentioned about um, the fact that people are talking about mental health mm -hmm. more now, and it's more, it's not something that's such a taboo subject. Mm -hmm. I think one of the valuable things that seems to be coming through, and this is something we also talked about, um, I think it's actually going back to, this is basically an advert for the Joe Rogan experience at the moment, but where someone, yes. he, wanted, he, 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 like many of us, used to say, why are you depressed? Just, just you know, pull yourself together, go for a run, mm. do something, Hit you know, gym. go and see a, go and see a, go and watch a comedy, you know, as if, I don't know, spending two hours watching a comedy is going to do anything, and now you understand that it's not a case of, it's a case when people are suffering with this that is a it's a legitimate disease and mm -hmm. it's it's actually will stop you from getting out of bed and mm -hmm. you know I would say it's the biggest killer of well um, men in uh, sort of between thirties and fifties is it in, in this country something Sui like that sorry as in rather sorry suicide mm -hmm. but obviously it's, it stems from depression yeah when I, I had corner on recently it. the statistics is like it it's a massive problem and it's an avoidable in the case of the suicide issue. Mm. It's unavoidable. Now people can talk about it and recognise it. I hope yeah. you recognise it. I mean, if you're not suffering it, chances are someone you know is probably dealing with some level totally. of it. Whether it's anxiety or depression. Uh, so, so that's good. And what was the other one thing? Fasting. Fasting. Yeah. Just because we've talked about that a lot today, I just think, actually, why, did, why, doesn't, why doesn't everyone know about this? Well, I, I, know, I know a lot of people doing 16-8. Um, uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, sixteen-hour fast, eight-hour eating window—that sort of thing. That and was the twenty-six habits I did. Yeah, yeah, that—that's quite a popular one for intermittent fasting. 
But I think the other thing is you, you talked about consume, consume. There's a thing that if something's wrong, there's a pill for it mm-hmm. or, or, you know, let's, let's fix it with this. And um, so the idea of actually taking something away mm-hmm. doesn't really play into sort of, we live in a very consumer culture. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that's, that's an interesting thing to actually say you can actually do yourself some favours mm-hmm. by doing less of something. Maybe I need to, um, yeah, because it's always more, 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 bigger, bigger, mm. bigger, faster, faster, faster. Maybe, who would be a good expert? Like, who is, who's the right person to speak to about that? Like, is there an expert in, in fasting and anti-consumerism? Um, the two, well, fasting, the two people I've heard of talk a lot about this. Well, one's Dr. Rhonda Patrick, mm. and the other one's Dr. Jason Fung. So I'd those love are the two to get... names that right. come to mind. They're going on my list. Right. Oh, and the tribe of mentors question. Yes. So, have tribe of mentors here. Can we just pick a random number? Well, think of something that I would be able to talk about and not sound like a fool. Wow. Gavin closes the book. Big <laughs> ask there. Okay. Um, oh, here's an interesting one, which might tie into a bit of um, misconceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, what are bad recommendations you hear in your profession or area of expertise? Oh, God, I used to be responsible for many of them. Um, hmm. So in terms of beauty, the beauty industry, as I knew it as an editor, I used to go from this launch to that launch, to this launch, to that launch, picking up along the way, various brand messages. We found this new ingredient in tree bark in a very remote island. And we had to go there by submarine and <laughs> it'll make you really young. And and oh, that's, that's that one, wasn't it? I can't even remember. Mm. That'll, and so I would buy into all of these, uh, which, uh, essentially marketing. Yeah. And um, how many times did I used to say to you, um, oh, Gavin, you should be using this. Or here, use this eye cream. And he always... <laughs> I mean, you've got loads of them in your house. You've just never used any of them, mm. which is probably quite fair. Yeah. But I think um, bad information, bad... What was Bad the, recommendations. Bad recommendations, profession. yes. So it's... Now that I'm friends with people like Caroline Hirons and Nadine Baggett, who operate on a far more scientific, like Nadine's very scientific. She like she speaks to formulating chemists. She understands the impact of an ingredient on the skin and how it works on a cellular level. I never knew any of that stuff, and I'm only just learning now. So, um, in terms of bad recommendations, it's you can avoid bad, bad recommendations in beauty if you just find a trusted source. Caroline is qualified, puts her hands on people, knows, has fixed people's skin, meaning she's worked on people with acne or she's worked on people with various skin issues and she's able to apply the right products to help that. So it's um, there are lots of bad recommendations out there. There's no point me listing all of them um, because we'd be here for hours, but it's just a case of in terms of beauty, you have to find trusted sources. Mm. Don't buy the marketing hype. Don't consume, 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 because um, when when it comes to my alopecia, when I was a teenager, I didn't want to have to use a specialist shampoo. I wanted to be able to use, I don't know, whatever it was that everyone else at school was using, because mm. I didn't want to be different. Mm. I didn't see. I didn't want to be excluded from the marketing hype and the beautiful advert with the woman with like the gorgeous silky hair. So, but actually, it's much better to know what ingredients are doing and the impact that they're having on you. One size does not fit all. Exactly. Mm. Does that cover it? I think so. 
Hopefully okay. that answers Livia's questions. Yeah. Do you, are there any others from the Tribe of Mentors Because um, there's 11 questions. So basically, oh, the, the Tribe of Mentors book. So Gavin put me on to Tim Ferriss, what, about three years ago? About three years like ago? That. And I just started gorging on Tim Ferriss's podcast, but he's also an author. And, the, and he was an author before he was a podcaster. And his interviews are about, what is it, unpicking the success of, the paths to success of very successful people, essentially how they overcame failures or how they achieved what they've achieved. And Tribe of Mentors is, it says on the front actually, what does it say? Short, Short life, life advice. From the best in the world. So he asks 11 questions and those 11 questions mm. he feels elicit very powerful responses that can be helpful to the person reading them. Mm. So yeah, there's 11 questions. Is there another one that you think I would add value to? Uh, well, I think any of them would, but here's one. Um, how about... What, well, it's $100, so what's that? So that's say £75. What purchase of um, $100 if you're in the US or £75 if you're in the UK? Can we call it £100? Okay, let's call it £100. What purchase of £100 or less <laughs> has most positively impacted your life in the last six months or in recent memory? And he says people like specifics, like the brand and the model where you found it, etc. Okay, this one's quite easy, I think. It would be the purchase of the Blue Yeti USB microphone that I bought in order to record podcasts. Because, as you know, Gavin, I did not have £100 to just throw around willy-nilly on something that I wasn't going to use. Mm, yeah. And um, in making that purchase, which I think was Amazon, I think it might have been £99.95 or 99 or something. Like, basically, there were five colours, mm. and I got the cheapest colour, yeah. which saved me, like, 49p or something. But, you know, there we go. Um but I didn't, have, I didn't have that money to just throw around and just not use. So buying that, and I think I had had it in my wish list for ages and I sort of like danced around it for a while. It was saying, right, bitch, <laughs> you're going to step up now. You're going to do this. And then from that one purchase, <clears throat> I then made appointments with people so Abby Cleave was one of my first interviews James Reed he said James Brown then that would be a show um James Reed Eugene Suleiman all of those people from that one purchase I then put out the feelers to make those shows happen and then mm. happen and then they did so that for me and it was a blue yeti mic I think I got it in the gray because it was the cheapest model and it was just under £100, I believe. And it's still... I've upgraded my kit since, but I used it for well over a year. And it's a bit battered from where I used to um, pull it around in a suitcase with me and, like, hoik it up train stations and goodness mm. knows what else. But, and it's a bit battered. But it's in the office on a shelf, I'm sure. And it's, like, it's a bit of a... It's a totem. I'm going to have to push you on this one. Go on. But what would you say... Because a lot of people listening, I imagine, don't have their own podcast. And so mm -hmm. whilst that's made a big difference to you, what do you think is something that might help someone else? The, the kind of, you know, I know people are listening to the show, or the, you know, the kind of things they're interested in because they talk to you on the Facebook group and email and what have you. So is what, there anything, one purchase? Yeah. Is there anything you could think of in that? Um, whether it, I don't know, I know you bought a, was a food processor recently and you were talking <laughs> about the AeroPress coffee thing. I didn't tell you about the big mistake about with the, with the food processor. Uh, I tried you to make put the lid on. No. no, no, no. I tried to make gazpacho, but I made gazpacho based on what I thought would be in it. Uh, so I essentially made like my beef stroganoff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I basically made 
um, liquid garlic, onion, and tomato, and I gave myself really bad stomachache. <laughs> mm. But beside the point, yeah. the thought, and then I did make it properly, and it was delicious. Mm. Anyway, I'll make you a gazpacho this weekend. <laughs> I think I'll pass on that now. But but so, what would you say? In just just like I don't know, thing you take to the gym or um, something? Uh, oh God, that's a really good question. Something that someone can invest in. It, <sighs> hmm. It depends what. If it was to start a podcast, then I'd say some kit. That, yeah. But I know what you're trying to say, but I can't think of a universal purchase that I think would be. That I think would make a difference. It, there has mm, to. Yeah, I suppose it's. There has to be, like with the microphone, there was a lot of desire there to start a podcast. Like I've been wanging on to you for ages. Hmm. About how I think I want to do a podcast. I think I quite I quite like to do a podcast. Maybe I should do a podcast. Which is when you initially did the artwork, um, the first round of artwork, not the eventual artwork. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that was a financial output that ended up being a statement of intent. Okay. So maybe that's the message here. Yes. For people who have something they want to achieve, maybe that. Yeah. Maybe that purchases make your purchase statement of intent. Yes. Whether yeah, like put yeah. Uh, an artist's easel or a pair of running shoes yeah. or a gym membership or whatever the hell it happens but to they be. They can always just know. sit, you know, end up you know, I've got a mini trampoline behind my living room door. Okay, it's not the statement of intent, forget that. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's a really good question because I think it would just be different from for everybody. Yeah. Um but yeah, I just can't think of a universal purchase. Mm. But maybe I will during the course of the show. So let's move okay, on. Okay, yeah. Is there another one in there or are we moving on? Uh, let's move on and see what other questions we've got. Okay. So who do we have next? Helen. So Helen says, can I ask a Gretchen Rubin style question? I'm obsessed with her. She's my guru. Do you do anything and what is it every day to make yourself happier? Do you have a happiness hack that you think everyone should do to make themselves happier? I like this question very much. Mm-hmm. Um... And I like Gretchen Rubin and Helen. She was on this show. She was absolutely delightful. So whatever, it's always nice when you consume somebody's output in terms of their, like Gretchen's podcast or her books. It's always nice when you then meet someone and they are absolutely brilliant and live up to all of the expectations that you've um, set against them. So she was delightful. So that's that's one thing. Um, Do I do anything and what is it every day to make myself happier? So... I am now able to go to the gym every day, mm. which I found really difficult. Even in, well, this year it's been better. Yeah. Sorry, viewers, viewers, listeners. We're in the middle of a heat wave and it's just started raining. So have a nine to life. the first rain we've seen in about seven weeks here, isn't it? Six, yeah. Seven weeks. yeah. Anyway. anyway, sorry. Um, Yes, so I go to the gym and there are days when physically I don't feel like it. I really don't feel like it. But the reason I go on those days is for my brain mm. because I do feel like I can stagnate. And I think um, you remember when, uh, what was it, November 2016, when I was really feeling terrible mm. and I started walking <laughs> and I would walk from my flat for like three kilometers and it would take me about 45 minutes because yeah. I could just, be, and I would come back and I'd be covered in sweat. It was such a, such a physical effort. So now when I run, 
even if even though I'm not running as fast as I used to or as far as I used to, I'm like, yeah, but you, you're not walking. Yeah. You ain't it's walking. It's progress. Yeah. Um, so some something that gets my heart rate up. I love sweating. I did a post on Instagram about it. Like if I sweat, if I'm dripping sweat, like if I'm on the bike and I work up a sweat and it's like dripping onto the handlebars, I'm like, yes, go girl. That makes me feel really good. And it obviously there's a chemical reaction there, isn't it? In which you're much better at remembering serotonin. Or- when you exercise, it releases serotonin. And, oh, you mean um, you mean endorphins, the runners. That's high. it. Mm. Yeah. So, um, see, this this is why you should always have you around because you remember the difficult words. Um, so that's really good. I always like to have something in the diary to look forward to, but without being extravagant. That could be um, a brother sister day where we're going to go and see the new Mission Impossible movie, which was amazing. It was pretty. And we're still reeling actually. Mm. What did you say when we came out about what... Um... Oh, yeah, I think... I'm having also seen in Infinity War this year, mm-hmm. and being a massive comic nerd, I have to say, I've seen Mission Impossible. I think Ethan Hunt would have found the Infinity Gauntlet yeah. in about 15 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That would have been the pre-credit sequence, yeah. <laughs> yes. But in an alternate reality, yeah. here's Benedict Cumberbatch and Tony Stark. Yes. Anyway. Um, so, yes, I like to go to the cinema. What? And, of course, Tom Cruise was initially... Um, Doctor Strange? No, considered to be Iron Man. He was before Robert Downey Jr. Was he really? There you go, yeah. Do you reckon he ever thinks, I wish I'd done that? Um, no idea. I'd imagine he looks in the Mission Impossible movies and he's pretty happy. And they are pretty phenomenal. I yeah. don't know. He, anyway. Yes. Um, let's, so that's, yeah. let's not get into the mind of Tom mm. Cruise on this show. Um, movies make me really happy, so... Um, listeners know I work from home quite a bit so if I'm working from home and I've been at my computer for nine hours and I'm probably not going to see a human that day I will take myself to the cinema and I love I love going to the cinema by myself and I remember when I first went freelance somebody said to me enjoy the free and freelance and that means going to the cinema in the day when there's no one else there and it is because I love movies so much it really is a treat I afford myself it's like right how are you feeling today have you got lots of work on is your head all over the place? Are you a bit knackered? Right, you're going to go and see a matinee. <laughs> and then I come back and I do loads of work because it just kind of takes me out of my own head for yeah. two hours. That's good. What else do I like doing? Sometimes I like watching Real Housewives and I know that, you, I know that you're not happy about that. <laughs> not really into that sort of thing, no. Um, but distraction TV sometimes, like a reality show, can be quite good for happiness. Um, or a good phone call with one of your mates. Definitely, yeah. Oh, unless you can see them, obviously, which mm. is preferable. But sometimes I'll, I'll ring Jules von Hepp up and have a ridiculous conversation with him and the world just feels a little bit better when I put the phone down. So, yeah, those are my happiness hacks. And I do like, I do like reading, but if you listen to 26 Habits, you'll know that it is a muscle that has become very contracted and it's one I'm trying to stretch. So I am getting a lot better at reading and I know that sounds ridiculous as a 40-year-old woman saying it. But I, I have such a hive mind that I'll be reading and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not actually taking any of this in. So I actually... It's a hive mind. It doesn't Tim Ferriss say that. A like hive mind is when it's like a hive of activity so that you can't concentrate on one thing. I actually think of that as a, a collective. Like the hive mind is everyone thinks the same thing. Oh, whereas I mean monkey brain. That's Possibly what I mean. Possibly that, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's... Like, oh, I commute every day, so you see... Definitely noticed over the past 10 years, you see a lot of people sitting there reading a novel on the train, and now you don't. You see people just looking at their phones, and I don't know. But I think, is it Candy Crush? Is that a thing? 
but people are you see these oh yeah 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 there's <laughs> lots of games like it now but yeah i think candy middle-aged crush. professionals in suits and they're playing candy crush or something <laughs> they're like moving fruit around on their phones <laughs> with you, their sounds on well no they're not that bad hopefully but, but yeah there's a lot of that people, people just going through anti-social media that sort of stuff mm, whereas you um you read lots you've got a much you've you and i have very different brains because you can read and you yours I've always said I'm a visual learner whereas you can read a book and go yep I can do it whereas I could read a recipe for Christmas lunch and I'd screw it up but if you show if you show me how to do it once I've got it forever Hmm. no well yes I was saying that I think that's the the reading thing is interesting because I think it has become something people generally do less even with Kindles I don't see that many people reading Kindles I see people more just looking at their phones that's why, I mean, you've seen my bookshelves. They are very full of, well, they're not very full, but there's a lot more books than they used to be. Mm. Because now I'm like, right, again, it's setting an intention. I listened to Russell Brand on Joe Rogan the other day and I was so susceptible. I was like, right, I'm buying his book. And now it's out on the side. What are you laughing at? I was about to say, this episode of the Emma Gunn Show is sponsored by the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how many more Joe Rogan references we can get. Sorry, I interrupted. Again. No, no, that's fine. You can interrupt. Joe Rogan is fine. I did email him, brackets, his website, saying, if Joe's ever in London and he wants to come on the show, that would be great. But I think I would just spend the entire time just literally giggling. Um, I hope that answers the question, happiness hack. Do you have a happiness hack? Mm, I think much the same thing. I think um, a conversation with uh, someone you really click with is always good. Mm-hmm. So someone, you know, I have a couple of, like, close friends... Um, and you know just like a, a half an hour 40 minute phone call with them sometimes you always get to see people face to face is really good for lifting the mood um, that That's sort true. of thing yeah okay all good so the Amy. next question yes next question is from Amy who asks can you explain how you use your passion planner thinking of getting one for 2019 thanks right so thanks for that question Amy this is um, a diary But I used to use, because I was very spoiled as a beauty editor, I used to get gifts, as you well know. And one of the gifts that I used to get and then became very strongly attached to was something called a Smythson Soho Diary. There's a Smythson Soho and there's a Smythson Mayfair. And the the difference is that the, the layouts are slightly different. And the Smythson are leather bound diaries and the paper is like this featherweight blue and they are just delightful to use but they are 200 and something pounds something like that i know yeah. i used to have a colleague who i think like those things had a folio yeah i mean i've still got them on my sh- in my cupboard somewhere here like i keep them all because they're just so lovely but a friend of mine a few years ago said to me oh you should try the passion planner and where the smithson is a very beautiful but very functional diary where you can write everything that you need to do in the week the passion planner has these additional segments where you can put like what your focus for the week is so if I'm I had this recently I was feeling a bit jittery and juddery and I wasn't feeling particularly happy and my focus for the week was just like calm down just keep it level don't Mm. get don't get drawn into anything keep it really simple and then you also have a thing called space of infinite possibility so that might be when I'm out and I'm on the train and I think Right, Tom Cruise. I'm putting Tom Cruise's name on my list of people that... Oh, you haven't seen that before, actually. Yeah, the list of... Uh... My whiteboard. This is the first time you've been in my office in a while. I have my dream 
my list of dream guests. Mm. There you go. I haven't shown that to you yet. There's a picture I drew on it as well. That, it's not a bad whale, is it's it? It's a whale. I can recognise it's a whale. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, and yes, it just... it. The days are broken up into half an hour um, sections from 6am. So I find it quite useful retrospectively to put my gym workout in and I do it in orange biro. I put my fun life stuff in pink. I put the podcast stuff in purple. I put work stuff in light blue. And I just like to make it colourful. And yeah, I just, at the end of the week, I don't do it every week because as we, as you might have already got the gist from this podcast, I'm not always that consistent. Um, but I can, at the end of the week, you can go through and you can kind of, you've got a place to reflect what was good about this week, what were the three best things that happened, and then you can set your intentions for next week. So, like, um, do, are you asking me if I want more coffee? Yeah. No, you can have I'm it. I'm trying to do it hand signals and so. <laughs> no, it's fine. To avoid breaking the flow, which I've now done. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Gavin's about to pour coffee, so if you hear water, <laughs> well. Anyway, um... I really highly recommend it if you feel like writing things down makes you then do something. If you just think it and then you'll think two weeks later, oh yeah, I was going to um, organise my sock drawer. <laughs> but if you write it down, you will end up doing it before the end of the day. Do you understand what I'm saying by that? I mean, no, I do, because there was something I heard the other day, and I can't remember where it was, probably on another podcast. Um, it wasn't It wasn't, I don't think it was. <laughs> it probably was. Um, <laughs> But it was something to do with if you, um, I think they were talking about students who attended lectures and how much they, they took in and people who recorded notes mm-hmm. and people who wrote notes and the people who wrote notes took in a lot more. So just the act of actually oh. having to have that. Th- now, it's interesting you say this. So when I did the 26 Habits on Journaling, I learned something about my note taking from school and university that actually blew my mind and maybe explained why I wasn't that clever. And that was because I used to really like to write what the uh, teacher, professor, whoever it was, was saying verbatim. Mm. But actually, I didn't realise that when you write your notes, it's you, you, and it sounds so obvious when I'm reading it, I'm like, God, Emmy, you really are an idiot. It should be your interpretation, your, like, breaking it down of, like, right, I understand what they said in that paragraph, it means this. Whereas I used to try and transcribe... And that, I think, is why I didn't take things in. Hmm. Do you now think I'm a... No, it makes perfect sense, because I remember sitting through Econometrics and there was some lecture on coit transformations and I was just scribbling, doodling or something, because I thought, I have no idea what this guy's talking about now. So, yeah, no, my, but my used... note-taking didn't work either. Yeah. No, but your note-taking, your note-taking used to be um, a sort of a, 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 an interpretation of that paragraph that person just said, as opposed to writing it verbatim, right? trying to write it mm. word for word. Yeah, well, you're trying to summarise. I couldn't write that. That's the word I was looking for, summarise. So I never did that. Mm. But Gavin is also an excellent artist. Or drawer, but that's terrible Drawer. English. Drama. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't Gavin, say excellent. I'm a, you can draw. I dabble. There you go. You can draw. Gavin designed the logo, let's not forget. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of your notes were just filled with like Wolverine and... <laughs> yes, we're drawing various comic books and ninjas, and ninjas, yeah. lots of ninjas. Yeah. Right. So I hope that that ex- that helps with the passion planner. If you're interested in seeing what it looks like, actually, um, it's a girl called I think it's Angelina Trinidad who started the passion planner. Yes, it is. Oh, Angelia, sorry, because it's copyrighted on every page. 
she started the Passion Planner, but actually what's really cool about them is you can go to their website, which I, the link to which I'll put in the show notes, and you can actually download the format. So they kind of give you a week that you can download and print off and use to see if you then want to use the Passion Planner, which I think is a really good idea. So I shall put that link in the show notes, remind me. Mm. Okay, next question, please, Gavin. Okay, the next question is from Lucy, and she asks, I'd love to ask what people's gym routines are, please. I'm just back to the gym post-baby and have no idea what to do anymore particularly interested in short but effective sessions before work. Thank you. Ah, now this is what you would call entrapment because you are an excellent person to answer this sort of question, which I could not because um, I've always been somebody who... I'm not very good at exercise. I do Mm. it, but you're far more aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it. You were the person who got me into HIIT. No, Tabata training. Am I saying it wrong? No, that's it. Tabata training. So Gavin reads and understands the process of this. So could you explain, because I think actually Lucy might find Tabata training quite useful because you used to give me those routines that would be like one set kettlebell swings and push-ups, one Mm. set this, that and the other. So would you explain? Um, Yeah, and you... Obviously, Lucy, we don't know where you're, where you're starting from, whether you were a you know, competitive sports mm-hmm. you know, beforehand or, or it's just back to the gym. So you were going to the gym beforehand. Yes, uh, it's, a good, it's a good point to say if you are starting any kind of sport or fitness regimen, it's, it's always a good idea to just check with your healthcare professional, GP, whatever it might be. Um, so don't just take our advice on it. Yeah, certainly not a medical profession over here. But a short but effective session is, as Emma mentioned, HIT, which is high intensity interval training. So that's where this can be something which is maybe 20 minutes long and there'll be a five minute warm up where you might do some jumping jacks or, or jog on the treadmill for five minutes just to get your heart rate up and mm-hmm. loosen up. And then for 10 minutes, you might do um, 30 on, 30 off. So you need a timer of some description. You might do 30 seconds. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. ...seconds of sprinting on the treadmill and 30 mm-hmm. seconds of jogging on the treadmill. For some people, some people can jump off the treadmill to do that kind mm-hmm. of thing and, you know, are good at have the balance. But if, if mm-hmm. you're a bit worried about falling over and face planting, then do it on the cycle. Yep. Um, you can do 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 seconds of sprinting <laughs> hard and um, in 30 seconds of, of active recovery, active of recovery just where you just, down. you know, um, cycle of normal pace. And so you do that for 10 minutes and then you'd kind of warm down for another five minutes at the end. But, you know, there's, um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name now. There's a guy I read a book 
Dr. Martin Jabala or Jabala. He wrote a book called The One Minute Workout where he goes into all of these. Um, we'll put the links in the show notes. Listeners. Yeah, he, he goes into all the different ways you can do um, high intensity interval training. He covers the Tabata. And I actually think having looked at what the actual Tabata protocol involved, very few of us who think we're doing a Tabata properly are actually doing a Tabata. We're basically doing 20 seconds of intensity and 10 seconds off because I think the they were going at something like 170% of their... Heart rate. No, no, it was some crazy amount. I mean, these this is was sort of Olympic sprint speeds, and yep. it, most of us just can't manage that for 20 seconds at a time, let alone for eight cycles. But the 20 on, 10 off is... So that means eight minutes. Yeah, it is. So, so you could you could get and the science of doing the high intensity for a bit and then low intensity and then shaking that up is to elicit the same response as a high calorie burn. Yeah, it's um uh, there's something called EPOC and I can't remember what it stands for, EPOC, but they call it the afterburn effect. Because if you do steady state cardio like jogging mm-hmm. on a treadmill, you're basically burning calories for that amount of time. So you're on the the treadmill, yes. But if you do this high-intensity training, then um, you're actually burning calories for up to, I think, some 8 to 14 hours afterwards after you've finished exercising. So that's why it's it's quite popular at the moment because, one, people just don't have... No one seems to have that much time to do anything, so fitting Mm -hmm. an effective workout into a short period of time is popular. Um, And I think it also... It sort of uh, plays into people's... You always feel like you've done some work because you're basically going to be a sweaty out of breath mess at yeah, the end yeah. of it um so i think yeah short but effective i'd recommend that lucy looks up h-i-i-t high intensity interval training and then tailor that to your ability mm. level um, and the other thing with hit is that you don't necessarily need kit you could do it in your garden you could you could do it in your living room you could park. just you could just say okay my hit is going to be squat thrusts so you can just do it yeah. on the floor or yeah. push-ups or something or, or squats or whatever you mm. don't need I think fitness is is a topic, fit, health and fitness is a topic that I think gets massively overcomplicated. So um, I had a DNA test, uh, must have been last year now, mm. and the results came back and it was, uh, remember I went through that phase of like, I'm going to lift heavy weights, I'm oh, going to yeah. turn myself into a fat burning machine. And then I just went into adrenal fatigue. Yeah, well, it's, again, it's the... One size does not fit all. So whatever I just said might be hopeless for Lucy. I mean, but exactly, it is about having mm. your options. So um, when I had my DNA test, it came back saying that my muscles weren't that. I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like my muscles aren't hugely responsive. In fact, I'll try and find yes, it. You like, weren't you weren't you weren't responsive to weight exercise, but you did better with cardio exercise, something um, like that. Specifically endurance. Yeah, there you go. So longer runs. Which is yes. Why, yeah. So now. I try and cut out the noise of mm. everything else and I just do I do my hour in the gym and I make sure that during that time I work really hard and I sweat like a mofo and that makes me feel really really good and the thing is is that I as you know I speak to amazing personal trainers people who train Hollywood A-listers and every single one will tell you something different mm. but I do think at some point you've got to say right what do I feel really good doing I'm not trying to I don't need to be in the best shape of my life to be on HD camera. Yeah. I need to go to the gym to feel really good and get a good calorie burn and feel like I'm improving my health. So for me, Lucy, finding something that you really enjoy doing is crucial too and not putting too much pressure on yourself. One other thing that I think 
I'd just like to, if I may, add a follow-up on high-intensity interval training. Because I think a lot of, I did it as well. We all make the mistake when we're younger, and perhaps when we're in our 20s we can get away with it. But you cannot out-train a bad diet. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not that I'm suggesting Lucy has a bad diet, but just in general, when people start high-intensity interval training, you're used to think, okay, we've done, we've been to the gym, now we're going to have pizza. Yeah. And you basically, you, you consume four times the amount of calories you just burnt. So you actually, yeah. you should have, might, might as well have just not gone to the gym and not had the pizza. And you yes. still would have come out ahead. But um, so I think to give an idea, I saw someone was, someone was asked the other day, what the best fat, it was a guy on YouTube, but someone was saying, what's the best fat burning exercise? And <laughs> it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't this guy. It wasn't Joe Rogan. Um, but it was, uh, he, he was saying, he was demonstrating things like battle ropes and kettlebell swings and burpees. And I think he said, if you, if you do these, then you will burn 15 calories a minute. Mm-hmm. If you're really going hard all the way through to 10 minutes of that, you burn 150 calories. And he said, said to this guy at the end, great. So this is what you can have without, um, uh, you know, without undoing the work you've just done. And it was something like eight gummy bears. <laughs> so the idea that you're going to go and do one of these workouts and write, excellent, right, pizza time is, yeah, it's, it's got to be, you know, 75% of it's done in the kitchen. Right. So because we're in my office, I've just been able to, to reach over and get my report. Mm. So um, without navel gazing, just to tell you. So this was the DNA test that I had with Dr. Sahar Rocket, who's been on the show twice, out of the Omnia Clinic in Knightsbridge. And this was last August. And basically it gives you like on a sliding scale and there's power potential, which is um, you, uh, how your body performs with uh, strength and power. So on based on that, I have a low. Gavin, can you confirm? Yeah. My power potential is low. Based on the genes analyzed, you have an average potential for power strength performance. Whereas my endurance, according to the gene results, you have an above average poten- potential for endurance mm. performance. So that's why I just kind of took... I, I got out from underneath the squat rack. Yeah. And even started though, going on the treadmill. Or yeah, the, the bike. even though yeah. I felt like a badass. And there is something as well, like, um, is it Ari Shafir? Is that the name of the comedian? Yeah. He was, he was on um, this podcast. guy's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and he was talking about the fact that when he was depressed and this podcaster <laughs> used to say to him, hey, Ari, just go to the gym. And he would say... I used to really want to like smash your face in. He didn't say that, but he would just say, it used to make me really mad because I couldn't even, I didn't even have the energy to walk to the bathroom, mm. let alone go to the gym. And again, like I said earlier in this podcast, like every yeah. time I'm able to run, I'm like, that is as much a mental achievement as it is a physical mm. one. So I hope that that's given you a robust answer. I hope so. Think. And I just say as well, don't forget to factor in rest days as well. If you yes. do decide just to do high intensity interval training, that's not something you want to do five days a week. Mm-mm two or three times a week and rest, stretch, soft tissue care, that sort of thing. And build it up and really... sorry, everything I'm saying is bro science because I'm not qualified in any of this, but this is just my experience and what I'm... Um, and also there are apps, like if you wanted to do um, HIIT training that, you know, and um, or Tabatas and uh, measure the time and everything, I used to use a really good app that literally you'd start it and it would just beep. So you knew when to stop exercising, when to start back up, when to rest, all of that kind of stuff. And I can put some links in the show notes. Yeah, there's, some of there's lots of free interval times just online mm-hmm. just google uh, just google it and one can come up and you can set it up on your laptop if you're doing yeah. exercise at home also don't look at um fitspo people on instagram or if you do choose them wisely because i think that can be really demoralizing because um people look freaking awesome on instagram and you can look at it and just think i'm a failure or i don't look as good and it, you're just don't do it don't do it find find people who 
you find inspiration or who are doing fitness, not who you who you find that you want to look like, because a lot of the time they're filtered or maybe they're just holding in. Who knows? Right. Next question, Gavin. Uh, this is from Kate, and she says, any tips for surviving the day when you're working a job, sorry, working at a job you really don't like? Getting a new job isn't an option for the time being. Just tips to help me suck it up as it's really affecting my mental health. Sorry to hear this, Kate. This is this is a real bummer. I'm sorry that you're going through this. I'm sure that many of the listeners, and certainly I, can relate to being in this situation. And again, a little bit like Kate from the last... Not Kate, sorry. Who was the last? Lucy, Lucy from the last question. We don't know the full situation or all the circumstances. So it's difficult to give you precise help. But if you don't like the work that you're doing use this job as a way to figure out the work that you do want to be doing or at least set the intention that you don't ever want to do this work again so you I mean I say this as somebody who is only recently learning this skill of kind of turning things on their head to see the positive but yeah if you don't like your job and you can't leave you have to figure out what your next job that you would enjoy doing would look like I think yeah yeah I would agree with that I'm um uh, i'm not sure again just from the question whether it's you don't like the place you're working or the career you're in yeah but i think um take a maybe maybe take a a, a note out, um, or a leaf out of the stoics notebook and maybe decide that okay there is the, the, the problem you try and turn a problem try to turn the negatives into the positive so you mm-hmm. say you don't like what you're doing now but changing it isn't an option so things so because I have to stay here for the time being, this gives me time to figure out what mm. it is I would like to do, whether that's go back into education or mm-hmm. or um, I don't know get, do a career change or or just get a, a job doing the same thing but somewhere else, you know. Yeah. And looking into um, ways people have done that. I mean, this is one of the things where the internet is an absolute goldmine. Because mm. regardless, if you've if you want to do something, chances are someone's done it and written a blog about it. Exactly. Um, that was a really good point, actually. If it's the work that you don't like, that's one thing. If it's the commute, then try and make the commute work for you. Listen to podcasts on the way that inspire you and maybe um, motivate you. Um, don't don't be distracted by music or anything. I love listening to music, don't get me wrong, but like it is a distraction. Um, and also, if you can... Um, I have a friend who's going through something similar at the moment. They really can't stand their job, but they've got a mortgage to pay and they don't want, they, they're not in a position to be able to leave. And we were talking about, well, what if she just gave herself a deadline of, right, by the 1st of September, you've at least got your plan B or you've at least got a strategy of how to get out. Mm. And then from there, you can maybe even set a date for when you want to leave. But obviously, everyone's circumstances are different and you know jobs are scarce you can't just walk away from yeah something that puts a roof over your head and puts food in your mouth so obviously be really sensible about it the only thing I would say is if it's the culture if it's the people my advice from someone who's been in this situation before is that something that you can't change and I would if it is the culture and it is the people I would prioritize finding a way to leave because if you you cannot change it and you just have to find a place where you do like the culture. That would be my advice. But it depends which one of the things it is that you're finding difficult. Yes, it's all three. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. I know Kate says, 
getting a new job isn't an option for the time being and obviously I'm just sort of projecting here but I think I can relate and many people can relate to having been in a suboptimal situation Mm -hmm. and thinking I just can't get out of this this is no real way of getting out I just have to suck it up at the moment Mm -hmm. but then you know the dam breaks and you do change it and you usually think that wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be Mm -hmm. why didn't I do that earlier so I'm, I'm you know I don't know whether that's any help but well I would also say have faith in yourself and I'm self-employed. The buck stops with me. Um, I occasionally get Gavin to buy my Nando's. <laughs> but like, you know, ultimately it's, I'm the one who pays my bills, who makes things happen. And I was in a situation recently where I had a good thing going on paper. It looked like all the component parts should have added up to a really brilliant experience. Mm. And it just wasn't. And at a similar time, I was giving somebody some advice. They, they hated the role that they are in and they say I haven't got anything to go to but I think the best thing for me to do is just to leave and I said well you have to trust yourself you're really good at what you do you have to trust yourself that if you do leave you will make another opportunity you will find more work and then I realized I had to take my own advice and so literally just jumped from this situation mm. and it was really scary but actually it was really empowering to go but I'm going to make it all right I'm going to make it fine and I have mm. um and so that probably sounds a little bit idealistic and it does because we're sitting here at one remove without knowing exactly what Kate's situation is so you know we think oh this is this is way off the beam like this is none none of these are options so Mm. um apologies if these things haven't really given you any guidelines but just some thoughts hey i do the apologies around here no um on behalf of the (laughs) underground brought to you by gavin goodwater the productions um so Yes, it's not, none of these might be necessarily applicable, but hopefully nuggets of some of them have. Mm. But I would say, even if it's not applicable to you right now, please do have faith in yourself that if you want, whatever you want to create, you can create. Please have that because you do. And maybe go back to the happiness hacks as well. Yes. You feel it's, you can. Yes. There you go. Okay. Um... So we have Anna's question next. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous about this one because I don't really know, but go on. Anna says, what helped you to gain more self-confidence? What helps you to gain more self-confidence? Okay. Um, hmm. Actually, a lot of the 26 habits have added up to that. Like meditation, being a bit more sort of, uh, and even just basic quite... Oh, this is going to sound really wanky, so you you are totally at liberty to smack me around the face and get me back on track. But just asking, <laughs> don't go. Asking your asking the questions like, what do you want to do? Learning how to say no is a huge one. I never used to be able to say no. I thought that if I said no to people, they would wouldn't like me anymore. Um, and then it would go even further in that before they even before they would even ask the question I'd offer. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I guess self reflection and I get yeah, just spending a little bit more time in your own head in a non overthinky way, and just saying right, what do I what do I stand for? What do I love doing? What do I like doing? And then I remember my friend Marcia who has been on this show. I remember when I was feeling very depressed. I remember we had a long conversation one day and she said, what are you up to? We were about to sign off and she said, what are you up to? And I said, I'm going to go to the shops. I'm going to go and buy some gladioli. They're £1.50. But oh my God, when I, when, they, when I get them in the house, they're just green. And then after three days, like they've blossomed and they look freaking amazing. 
And she said, run towards the gladioli ems, run towards them. And uh, yeah, things like that, gladioli being a mm. totem, um, run towards the stuff that makes you happy and understand the stuff that makes you happy. Mm. And it's okay, it's okay to say no or not to do things. And I've definitely, you've noticed a change, I think. And like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm not doing, I'm not doing that anymore. That doesn't make me happy. So, but it's not necessarily, it's a bit of an uncomfortable process. Well, I think anything, where do I hear this phrase that, well, to talk about self-confidence, I mean, confidence, any kind of confidence is basically situational competence. A? Well, people are comfortable, like, people are comfortable in some situations. I'll give you an example. Okay, I, I like watching sometimes the Conan O'Brien interview clips on YouTube, you know, yes. the snatches of his show. Mm-hmm. And I saw one where he interviewed Chris Kyle. Now, I don't know whether Emma Gunn show listeners are familiar with him, but Chris Kyle is a former Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. wrote a book called American Sniper, and they made it into a film with Bradley Cooper. Yes. Now, this is a Directed guy... Directed by Clint Eastwood. That's it. This is a guy who's a freaking Navy SEAL, you know, you know, was had some crazy reward on his head mm-hmm. from the, you know, Iraqi insurgents or whatever. And, you know, you know, as a, you know, America's hero being the, the Navy SEAL and all that kind of business. But you could see that sitting there in a TV studio being interviewed by Conan O'Brien, he was quite uncomfortable because right. that's not where... That's not a situation he's used to. Mm. And you could see Conan kind of talking to him and trying to you know, make him Cajole feel more him, relaxed. Yeah. Whereas you get film stars who turn up regularly and they're, they're fine fine in that situation. Mm. But you, I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing you, you probably don't want Bradley Cooper actually in a war zone directing anything, <laughs> do you? So, you know, because he wouldn't be that good in that situation, would he? So that's to you know, touch on, on, on the, the confidence part. So the, I think it's sometimes about putting yourself in, you mentioned discomfort. I'm really... Mm-hmm. <laughs> taking the long way around here it's fine but we do that often on this on this podcast well there you go then you you can i found that doing something that scares you and then realizing that it was the fear of the thing more than the thing itself mm. that was the real issue because often we yes. all have things we're scared of doing yeah and then sometimes you face up to them you've got no choice but to do it and you think that wasn't as bad as i thought and even if you didn't actually get the result you wanted the fact you attempted it whereas normally mm. you would have just not even whether it's public speaking or something like that or anything, whatever it happens to be, that can usually improve your confidence. Did you listen to Jamie Foxx on Tim Ferriss? You I didn't, didn't hear that one. Oh, uh, Jamie Foxx was talking about... I was probably house. listening to Joe Rogan at the time. <laughs> 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 Jamie Foxx said on uh, the Tim Ferriss podcast, and I might be getting the exact wording wrong, but he said it's like, what's on the other side of fear? Tell mm. me what's on the other side of fear. And it's ba- anyway, so th- I remember that I can't remember what, what came next, but anyway, the point being is fear is a big limiter. But sometimes there are things that I think there's a bit of a thing here of like going outside of your comfort zone, but also instinctively knowing something that you don't want to do. Yeah. And knowing that they're, they're, they yeah. look, okay, the same. yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's, um, yeah. But I think <laughs> sometimes you're too scared to do something, but actually it'd be really good for you. I think if it's one of the things where you have an opportunity to do something and you decide not to do it because you think, oh, I don't want to look silly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put myself out. Something like that. Um, but then you regret afterwards you didn't take the opportunity. That's something where there was perhaps an opportunity for, you know, to, to sort of build on your self-confidence. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, it's just knowing that you, you know, we're all, I think we're all generally stronger than we think. But yeah. we don't, because we don't have to push ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't often get the chance to... 
Yeah. So look for those opportunities. Right. Let's move on to question number... I've lost count. Siobhan. So Siobhan's question is, ultimate dinner party guests, dead or alive, go! I said that because there was an exclamation mark at the end. Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. You've been storing that one out, haven't you? So Um, sorry, she's also said absolutely nothing to do with the topics listed. I'm just nosy. So nothing wrong with that. Um... I remember Mrs. Riddell, my English teacher. Yeah. Mrs. Riddell once said that she would have Wallace Simpson at a dinner party of people, you know, ultimate dinner party, because she'd like to meet the woman who was so alluring that she made somebody abdicate a throne. Oh, I always thought that was really, that's like better than any reason I can think of for like, I'd like to see Elvis swear. Hmm. I'd like, I'd like to see like Marilyn Monroe. I'd like to have a conversation with Marilyn Monroe and like hear her swear. I don't know why. Um, but I think that's really predictable. Who else would I like? Other than Joe Rogan. Or would it just be a candle at dinner for two? <laughs> no, Jamie would have to be there as well. Hey, pull that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you'd be eating elk. That Joe Without had... a brain, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Joe Rogan in jokes. Yeah, this thing, we need to get off the Joe yeah. Rogan wagon. Um, who would you have? Um, I don't know, but I was just looking at the next question and thinking... What's that? <laughs> Okay, we'll come to the next question. You understand where we will understand. So you got to think. Your, so who's your who's your dinner party? You're going to have. Well, I'll just look around at my whiteboard oh, yeah. of inspiration. So it's I a would... Game of Thrones style banquet here, isn't there? You need a few tables to fit everyone on. Busy Phillips, you know the actress Busy Phillips. Do you know who she is? No. Okay. Well, what's she's... she been in? Uh, well, Dawson's Creek, which obviously you didn't watch, and Freaks and Geeks, which I don't think you watched either. And various rom-coms, so you have no idea who Busy no. Phillips is. But she's very, very cool. Oh, I know I know one, two, three, four, five, six, and then top of the... Okay, yeah. well, it goes without saying RuPaul and Michelle Visage would be around my dinner table, because mm. I think they're pretty awesome. And um, Oprah. Mm. I would like to see Oprah in the context of a group situation. In the sense that you see Oprah always as Oprah. Mm. Just a single entity Oprah who's the the queen of all she purveys but I'd like to see how she operates in a dynamic of people mm. especially fellow Taipei alphas so Tom Cruise is on there too but he'd have to take his shoes off if he's jumping on my sofa um um who else would I like there's so, there's literally so many Maybe Alice Walker, who wrote The Colour Purple. Yeah. That could be quite... I mean, oh, there there are so many. I would be interested just to see Marilyn and Elvis, just to see how they, like, sit, what their attitude is. They are surrounded in mystery, despite being... And mystery is something that isn't afforded to celebrities now. Yeah. So I basically am saying I don't want them to be mysterious anymore. It's a tricky one, that one. Um... Can you think of anyone that you'd like to? Um, Gavin's not really into dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dinner parties. It's intermittent know. fasting. Yeah, yeah intermittent <laughs> fasting. Who would I? Who would buy my ultimate intermittent fasting guest? There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Siobhan should tell us who her favourite. Yes. Come okay. on, Siobhan. Who are your favourite ultimate dinner party guests? Yeah, I think basically I would like. No, okay, this is it. The ultimate dinner party for me would be a banquet with every single with RuPaul. 
Michelle Visage, all the judges and every single... Oh, Henry. Well, Henry Rollins has been a judge. Hmm. Uh, I think he was a judge in series two. Um, But it would be, yeah, all the queens who have ever been on Drag Race. Hmm. I think that could be a fun night. Okay. Okay, um, (laughs) Linda's question. This is the one that made Gavin crack up. Yes. Linda's question is, favourite ever podcast (laughs) you listen to? If you weren't... Sorry, if you... Weren't doing what you do. If you weren't doing what you do, what would you be doing? Okay, so... <laughs> other podcasts, other than ones you may have mentioned, I okay, think. Okay, yeah. right. Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, or Super Soul podcast is really good. Wobble with Jules and Sarah, the Jules and Sarah podcast. RuPaul and Michelle Visage, What's the Tea? Um, gosh, so last podcast on the left, I think that's really good. The Biggie and Tupac episodes, all three of them were pretty amazing. I do start. I do say magustulations <laughs> to people now. No one ever figures out what they're, where that's from. Is that from. the salutation? That's the thing they say at the end. What is it? Magustulations. Magus- what does it mean? Thank you for liking us. Oh, I like it. Um, James Altulcher, I've only just come onto his show recently. Again, you mm. put me onto that, but he's a really good interviewer and his show with Tyra Banks was really impressive which is why Tyra Banks mm. is on that board um just so distraction podcast would be like Jaws and Sarah because that but then like I do listen to my podcast for inspiration um Lewis Howe's School of Greatness he's had some really good episodes I've really enjoyed some of his um yeah I think they that's like top line but mm. definitely oh Gretchen Rubin happier with Gretchen Rubin's really good what do you listen to um I missed out on serials. There's a few a few uh, true crime ones I picked up on, and so I don't know if anyone listens to that kind of stuff, but Missing Maura Murray, I became quite interested in that one because that happened in New Hampshire, and it's yep. close to where um, you know, some friends of ours live, so mm-hmm. I thought, hey, I know that area. Um, is it really that close It is, them? yeah, oh, near, near Dartmouth. Um, okay. But uh, another one, if you do listen to those things, if you are a fan of true crime podcasts, I have to recommend Done Disappear, oh, which is yeah. a parody of the genre, and is, it, along with... Um, my dad wrote a porno. It's one of those ones I can no longer listen to on the commute because you'll be laughing and it's embarrassing. I remember discovering my dad wrote a porno and telling you about it. And was this inappropriate to tell my brother about this? And then you texted me saying that you had to hold yourself up against a telephone pole on the way home because you were laughing so much. <laughs> yeah, the episode in the medium-sized maze. That was just... <laughs> oh, dear. Was... Where he was painting symbols on her with mud or something. That was it, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. If you haven't so listened funny. to it already... I mean, I know it's a huge, huge podcast. You probably mm. already know what it's about, but it's definitely worth listening to. Yeah. Um, so I listened to that one, and uh, well, I don't listen to that one so much now, but those conspiracy guys, it's kind of like the Irish version of... If you like, if you know last podcast on the left, it's like the Irish version, I guess. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. You've talked about really liking them. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, waking up with Sam Harris. Um, I like that one. Army Hammer listens to that one as well. Yeah. He was uh, interviewed recently talking about how much he liked Sam Harris. Gimlet have a lot. Of, Gimlet Media has a lot of good podcasts. Um, Reply All is a good one about the internet age. Age and um, uh, Crime Town about which I'm listening to at the moment. A lot about the. The way the the Italian mob ran Providence, Rhode Island, and and the interviews with some of those characters are fantastic. I mean, it is like going back to watching The Sopranos again. Have you listened to Russell Brand's much? Yes, yes, I liked. I really liked his interviews with uh, Adam Curtis. I'm a big fan of his documentaries and um, Jordan Peterson. So, uh, Jordan Peterson's been on another podcast quite a bit, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Yeah. <laughs> But that podcaster, which is obviously Joe Rogan, has said that he's like, Jordan, you're the most misunderstood mother, mother around. I don't mm. understand why people misunderstand you. 
And that's when I need, well, we're, we're going on a journey now. We're yeah. getting in the car. So I'm going to ask you what that misunderstanding is. And you can explain to me a bit more about who Jordan Peterson is okay. in the car. Um, we've come to the end. Okay. Those yeah, are all the questions, yeah. aren't they? Let me just that's double check. That's the questions today, I think, yeah. And obviously the next question, which is, it's not a question, it's just a post in the group, but you can see Yasmin, that's Yaz. Okay, there we go. But actually, sorry, I noticed Livia, who I think posted earlier, she's got a question underneath Linda's. It's, it's just, a, oh. I love knowing what other podcasts people are yeah. listening to, because the range of topics usually paints a super interesting picture. I'm sure if I look at my phone, phone I've got loads of others on there, but... We've both got them on airplane mode, because we're good, mm. we're good podcasters. I'm going to see if there's anything I haven't mentioned that I could... Good idea. Oh, Race Chaser, the new one. You wouldn't understand this. Race Chaser, which is the new that podcast sounds wrong. with um, Alaska and Willem from RuPaul's Drag Race, mm. which is going through every single episode of Drag Race um, since the dawn of time. Stuff stuff, mum never told you. Somebody asked, told me to download that recently and I haven't listened to it yet. But um, We the People. Yeah, We the People. I actually was just looking at that with Josh Sepps. That's really good. It's a good current affairs discussion show. I oh. like him a lot. The other one I like is Disgraceland, which is, it's a, it's storytelling, but it's uh, like one of the episodes is like Motley Crue, sex, drugs, and holy shit, how are these dudes still alive? And it's kind of, mm. um, it, that's quite interesting. Whimsically Volatile with Katia from RuPaul's Drag Race. You won't have, you don't, if I say Jonathan Van Ness to you, you don't know what I mean, do you? Yes, it's written on there. Um, I don't know who it is. No, though. he's from Queer Eye. Uh... It, there's a new oh, one. Oh, is that that thing where... On Netflix. Yeah. To be, to be rather uncharitable, is that where five gay blokes will look at a straight bloke and then say, what you need is some new shoes? Is that it? No, but I see... That's a summary. Isn't that what happens? It's a makeover no, thing. No, it's a makeover. There you go. Gavin, well, that's why I said it shoes. operates on a spiritual, emotional, physical and various other levels. Please, thank you. Mm. Um, I will make you watch it now. Um, yeah, under, under the skin... How did this get made? That's quite interesting. Mark Manson, I have that on there. Um, what else? Oh, Fat Man on Batman, I enjoy. Yes, Kevin Smith. And Mark Maron. What the fuck with Mark Maron? And Desert Island Disc. And obviously my originals, the Empire Film Podcast and Kermode and Mayo's Film Review. Mm. That was what I used to listen to loads. But you should really listen to this podcast. Yes. <laughs> The yeah. Emma Gunn Show, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Gavin Gunnawardner Enterprises. Productions Incorporated. Yes. <laughs> um, thank you for doing this with me, Gavin. Oh, you're welcome. It's, uh, it's unusual. It is, isn't it? It's fine. Um, right. Uh, we're I, gonna I hope sign... I'm not going to lose you too many subscribers with my, my um, meandering. No, I'm sure you won't. Um, right. We're going to sign off. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a question that you would like asked in a future Ask Me Anything, then all you have to do is join the Facebook group if you aren't already a member. Post your question um, with the hashtag Ask Me Anything and I will um, make a note of it and use it on the next episode. If you want to get in touch with me, it's so super easy. Just email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or you are very welcome to slide into my DMs on social media where I am at Emma Guns on Twitter and Instagram. I know a lot of you have been sending messages. I do try to get back to everybody as soon as possible. And if you are listening to this podcast via a streaming service, be that Apple Podcasts, Acast or any other service then please do click subscribe so you never miss an episode and if they give you the opportunity how many stars should they leave 
That would be five. That would be five. Uh, five stars and maybe a little review about what you've enjoyed about this episode or any other episode would be gratefully received. Gavin, thank you very much for... Um, congratulations on your debut. Oh, well, there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm officially a podcaster now. Yeah, that? you are. <laughs> we'll get you new business cards. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you for tuning in and I will see you on the next one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.